Coast 104.5 up and at him in the morning. It's been a while since we've talked to our friend John Lindsay, PG&E meteorologist. He is the absolute best. I believe he's here now. Adam, good morning. It's John Lindsay. Good morning, John. It's great to hear your voice. How are you? Well, it's great to hear your voice, Adam. And, and how you been doing? I've been doing fine. Really, really good. Yeah, I mean, took a little uh, summer vacation, came back about a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, I mean, besides everything going on, just like, you know, the, the blatantly obvious, just trying to, you know, get through it all, I guess. Yeah, boy, aren't we all. <laughs> I think that's, uh, uh, that, that's true. It's just one thing after another. 2020 is definitely going to go down as a pretty historic year. That's That's for sure. Now, when I was on vacation, maybe three, four weeks ago, um... I was seeing stories of all the smoke and all these fires and, of course, this crazy heat. Well, now it's all uh, coming back. W- what is going on as far as the, the heat and then the, the relation that the smoke plays in? Because Sunday was an absolutely miserable day. Oh, it was. And, and Monday, too, Adam. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, 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 Monday. That's what I meant. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely just like I, I, I've never been so uncomfortable in my life ever <laughs> during, you know, because of the weather. Sure, and, and a lot of folks who live in San Luis Obispo in the coastal valleys of, of the Central Coast you know, generally don't, don't see conditions like this very often. So absolutely, I bet a lot of other people felt pretty uncomfortable too. So what are, are we through this heat for? I know September can be notoriously a warm, a very warm year for California, and I think some people forget about that. Uh, but are we done with the, the huge heat? Do we have more to look forward to? Sure. So it's kind of interesting, Adam, is that along the Central Coast, the warmest months of the year in the inland valleys, it happens to be July and August. In the coastal valleys, as you just said, it's September. Along the beaches, the warmest month is, is October. And um, good news is that right now it looks like we're in a stable weather pattern, um, at least for another two weeks or so. Well, we have plenty of night and morning fog and low clouds and mist and you know in the coastal regions. And then temperatures up in the North County should reach the high 90s, which is a lot better than what we have been experiencing. Yeah. Uh, temperatures in the coastal valleys um, will be the high 70s, and then the beaches will remain in the 60s. So I think that's wonderful news. Unfortunately, there's numerous wildfires burning, not only in California, but in Colorado and, of course, up in Oregon and Washington. And we'll continue to see smoke and maybe some periods of ash moving over the central coast from all these fires. And uh, I was just looking at the, one of the models showing the smoke plume. I'm going to show, I'm going to um, put that on Twitter here in a little bit. And, uh, yeah, some massive fires up in Oregon and Washington, and the smoke is going out over the Pacific because they have those strong easterly winds. But as that smoke heads out over the Pacific, then the northwesterly winds are going to grab it, and they're going to bring it right over the central coast. So it looks like um, even though we'll have mild weather and night and morning fog and, and low clouds, we'll probably also have smoke for an extended period for at least another three or four days or so, Adam. Now, this can't be good to breathe. I mean, yesterday going to work, uh, literally ash all over the car, and it looks like you could see it with your naked eye falling. It looks like snow. I mean, it's nuts. This can't be uh, good to be outside, right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, it's probably in conditions like this, it's, it's good to remain inside, inside your car and inside your home. Um, interesting enough, though, the, the worst air quality had remained a few thousand feet above AGL, above ground level. So the, the air quality, even though there was ash coming down, um, 
hasn't been as bad as it was you mentioned two weeks ago right. in mid-August. That was that was horrifically poor air quality. And right. Astor Robles had the worst air quality in the entire world yeah. at, at that point. Um, so a lot of the particulates, a lot of the, the pollution is staying off the ground, which is good news. Um, but but still, it's it's not it's not the most healthiest thing that to be in at, at this point. Did it literally get? I read somewhere 120 degrees. Was that real or was that BS? That was totally real. Um, you know, Solvang for Solvang got up to 122 degrees. Wow. Um, on on Sunday, which if somebody told me that, I probably wouldn't believe it. I mean, those are death. Valley temperatures. Yeah, easy. And you got to remember, Death Valley is is you know close to three hundred feet below sea level. So um, you have more atmosphere over it. That's one of the reasons why it you know it holds the record for hottest temperature in the face of the Earth officially. Now that's from the World Meteorological Association. So um, to see San Luis to get up one hundred and twenty, that was shocking. But it's it's true. On Monday. At uh, 4.54 a.m. in the morning, the temperature at Cal Poly was 76 degrees. And then those Santa Lucia northeasterly winds kicked in, and within one hour, the temperature went up to 103 degrees. Wow. So at, at 4.54, it was 76 degrees, kind of warm and you know, warm for that early in the morning. Sure, middle of the night, Poly. yeah. And then, you know, by 5 a.m., <laughs> Here we are at 103 degrees. It's absolutely unreal. Coast 104.5 up and at him in the morning. Meteorologist John Lindsay is up and at him. We're talking about, so the, how do the fires play into this? Because, you know, we are California. We know brush fires. But, man, we, I feel like we are seeing a lot more than I ever remember, ever, right? Oh, oh, um, you know, the, the previously the, the most acres burned in California was uh, 2018. A couple of years ago, we, we had about... Almost two million acres of of uh, land burned in California this year. We're already over two million acres, and we're not even in October, which tends to be one of the worst um, parts of the fire season. And um, if you go back to the 1970s and you drew a line of number of acres burned every year, it's it's a pretty linear increase. And uh, yeah, pretty much it. Every year, we're seeing uh, more and more wildfires and larger wildfires, more intense wildfires. And um, you know, my my thoughts and prayers go out to our treasured firefighters because boy, they are really. Uh, you know, we're, we're just these conditions are getting worse and worse and worse, and and they have to they have to deal with it. And in my opinion, we really need to get aggressive on veg management. We need to really manage these forests. To, to a much greater extent that we're doing now should be um, one of our highest priorities to, to really reduce a lot of these fuels. Because in the past, we used to have wildfires all the time. You know, in, in the you know, late 1800s, um, ranchers would purposely start wildfires. And, and that was to keep the, the thickness, the, the amount of fuels on the ground low. And, and in fact, there's a lot of evidence that Chumash used to start wildfires. And um, and the forests love this. If there's a few inches of fuel on the ground and, and you do manage burns, it's really beneficial for the lands and very beneficial uh, for the forests. Unfortunately, if you don't have managed burns and you let these fuels accumulate, where n- now you don't have inches, you have feet of, of brush and, and debris, the fires burn so hot that they actually kill the trees. And... Um, 
you know, what we're doing now as far as forest management, I think everybody could agree that it's, it's not working. It's just You know, you're exactly right, and it's funny because I feel sometimes this, this conversation ends up getting political when it really doesn't need to, but um, you're, you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree with you more, and I've had, like, folks, uh, I remember a couple years ago we had that, they were getting up there on, like, on the great Santa Margarita Ranch, and one of the owners of Santa Margarita Ranch was talking about this, like, the, the deforesting problem we have here, and there's so much, like, underbrush that is just like a wild fuel and when it gets ignited there's just it's just puts us at such a disadvantage it does and and um you know on the diablo canyon land so we're stewards for 14 miles of california coastline from point san luis up to point Bouchon, the montana dro state park and about thirteen thousand acres and we do manage burns control burns and it's been so beneficial for those lands where if you just have, like I said, a few inches of fuel, the, the trees just love it. And, in fact, um, you look at the Bishop Pine Grove, um, you, those trees require fire to reproduce. If, if you don't have any wildfires, those trees don't even reproduce. So, um, you know, as Rick London with the United Way would always tell you, it, it, it's a great saying that an ounce of, of uh, prevention versus many, many pounds of cure and if you go in there and you spend some money to reduce the amount of fuels on the ground, yeah, it, it, it's expensive. It, it costs a lot, but it's sure a lot better than, than having these massive wildfires rip, rip through these areas and, and really kind of destroying a lot of our heritage. Um, and, Adam, I mean, you look at what happened up in Santa Cruz. Um, yeah. You, now you're looking at what's going on with, uh, you know, Sequoia National Park and Mineral King and, and going up the Bass Lake and Shaver Lake and Huntington Lake, it's, it's just, it's tragic. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, and, and we're putting a lot of people in, in harm's way, especially our firefighters. And, um, you know, there, there's a point where these firefighters or these fires become so intense and, and so uncontrollable, you, you can't really fight them. I, I mean, we have to pull our people away from them because they are so dangerous. And uh, if we had a really aggressive fuel management programs, you know, the, these fires could be controlled a, a lot faster and a lot quicker. John Lindsay, meteorologist pg e good friend of the show. I can't thank you enough. It's been uh, too long. I... Uh, Definitely miss you. I'd love to catch up with you again and just and just hang out with you and see how you're doing. It's been a pleasure to chat with you, my friend. Oh, it's it's been wonderful to t- uh, chat with you, Adam. And we need, really need to go out and get a cup of coffee one of these days. I would love that. It's been far too long. We'll talk soon, John. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much, Adam, and thank you for everything you do for the Central Coast.